and welcome back. And I say that with the biggest smile on my damn face. Welcome back. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. It takes two. Yes. Something. It takes two. Uh, It definitely takes two. Um, Two is better than one. And less than three, but still better than three. Um, Hall and Oates. uh, Elton John and Bernie. uh, What was his last name? Tuppen? I don't know. Uh, Who else? Uh, Other famous duos. I mean, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, McNabb and, and uh, Taylor Owens, uh, um, Michael Vick and uh, Pitbulls. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, I, I, don't forget uh, Gary Payne and Sean Kemp, Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss. Yep. Phil Jackson and James Dolan. Yep. James Dolan and Isaiah Thomas. Here's to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Cheers to Isaiah Thomas. James Dolan and Isaiah still still fucking things up. Now, if you're in, in case you guys are wondering why we're so happy about two, it's because the NBA has paired off into stars again. And instead of having three and four-team conglomerates, we've got a lot of two-teamers or two-star teams. We're seeing a breakup of the monopolies, and it is great for business for everybody to be a little bit more competitive. The NBA has finally figured out that three stars are untenable. And that two stars, how they used to do it back in the 90s and the 80s, is where you have to freaking go. Yeah. Or you, It was just, like you, you have two great players and you have a third role player who's amazing, but he's not quite a superstar. And then a really good piece is you can afford to keep that team together. Exactly. Do you know who the third best player on the Lakers championship run, their, their three-peat in the start of the 2000s was, Richard? Do you remember? Oh, was, wasn't it Robert Ory? No, no. We always think about Robert Ory because he had all the big shots and he was there. They had Glenn Rice as their number three one year. They had Isaiah Ryder. University of Michigan. Isaiah Ryder, Glenn Rice. Holy smokes. Um, By the way, I just want to say welcome back to the Hoops Temple podcast. Um, Sorry we've gone so long. We tried to pod once and it went down a dark rabbit hole. My laptop. It did. We were together and it didn't. It just didn't. It didn't work out that well. I can see. uh, When I was with you in May. Uh, but here we are in July. My laptop broke for two months, so we really weren't able to pod. My laptop is back and alive. My mid, my late, my mid two thousand ten MacBook with a CD drive. Yes, a CD drive. You heard that right. And um, who played us in? Of course, as always, our friends at ALO with their song "Lady Loop" from their album two thousand seven album "Roses and Clover." Shout out to ALO. They're still jamming. They just came out with some new music. You should check it out. And um, yeah, we're we're back. And I can't. I have never, Nathan. I have never been this excited. Let's just run it down. Ever. We're gonna start off. We're gonna we're gonna go backwards to forwards. Uh, In case you maybe fell off a turnip truck, knocked your head, you were in a coma for the past however many months. You don't know what's going down. Let's get our takes. Uh, Starting with the Raptors winning the championship. Richard. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? I mean, look, it wasn't the finals I was hoping for. Durant being hurt, uh, you know, was... I did watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. I watched some Mm -hmm. of it. uh, Even though, like, it wasn't, like, the finals I was hoping for. Because Kawhi slaying that team at full strength would have been even more sweet. Who told you you all year that the Warriors would not win the championship? Who put money on the field? You were right. Thank you. You did. Thank you. Yes, Nathan. I I can't. I am, could not be happier that you were right. Um, Matt, you still haven't paid it's, me. It's really. I have to wait. We made a bet. Yeah, no, no, no. You not with you and I. Uh, my assistant coach, right. uh, Matt. The year after you left me, and I had to find a new assistant. Oh, coach. Matt. I thought you said you still haven't paid me. I, I caught that no, wrong. No, no. Right, I apologize. Matt still hasn't paid me. Um, Slacker. He, then he he needs to. Um, I can't. I mean, you go back to our early predictions. Like I was just thinking about the like the tone that like was set like from the onset of the season. Like there was no point. The Warriors just like, just it's just like oh my god, you know, like Amazon's gonna own everything. Like the Warriors are just gonna win. There's no point in watching the league. It's you know it's never I mean? true. And the though. league we had. To, there's always an upset. 
no one sweeps through well, continuously. Well, there's always injuries. Exactly. There's always which make people upset. And it, true, but the Warriors' injuries seriously affected. You know, I mean, we saw Portland, the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. Who would have ever thought that would happen? I mean, they, they had to break through eventually. We've got two two decent players. There's an. I didn't watch a game of that Western Conference. It wasn't Finals, a good series. I'll, I'll be honest. It was, oh, it was not my fun. Oh gosh, Portland had no business there. No, it was not fun to watch. It would have been. You know, what I mean? it would have been nice to see uh, Denver make it, just because it was stylistically a different play. Um, having a big man out there to to go against Golden State. It, but it, this is the past now. We'll see. Definitely, definitely. Look, so the Raptors are champions. Raptors are champions. Um, I think it's the Kawhi finished his. He literally just Tom Braided the whole league with uh, like what Tom Brady did in 2016 when he came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons. He basically just did that. Upended everything this year. Upended everything. He literally just destroyed. He. Reset. The he took NBA. the Larry O'Brien. How does one man do it? He took the Larry O'Brien trophy to him. Canada. Yeah, it's never been there. It's never been out of the country before, and it's just like it's crazy to me that, like, I saw a meme the other day that said everybody, like everybody else in the NBA is playing checkers, and Kawhi Leonard's been playing chess since 2014. Kind of has, <laughs> and he's been playing chess like he just literally he just he made his move like. He he ended the he ended the uh, the heat. He sent LeBron back to Cleveland, and he broke up the Warriors. Yeah. He sent Durant to Brooklyn, and he's got two championships and two different conferences for two different teams. He literally took that team on the fly, and they won the title. And you can't say that he didn't play the big one of the the biggest role. He hit the game winning shot over Philadelphia. You know, he, he just I I I'm telling you this. I will be purchasing a Kawhi Leonard, a Spurs Kawhi Leonard Spurs jersey, a Kawhi Leonard North uh, Toronto jersey, and I will be purchasing a Kawhi Leonard Clippers jersey because no matter where that guy goes, I will support. No, I get, him. I, I hope get he can stay healthy though. Would you put him at the top of your rankings? Is he the best player in the no. league? No. 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 Who you, who's uh, better? The, um, I did Kevin Durant and LeBron James are still better than him. Okay. Um. And Giannis Antetokounmpo better than him. Uh, I've got Kawhi as my number one. Kawhi Leonard had one hell of a... Kawhi had one hell of a squad around him, though. They, all they were missing was him. And Nick Nurse as the coach, clearly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Lowry's a great player. Like, it's about finding the right fit. You had Danny Green come in there, who's Kawhi's boy. Marcus Gasol. These are all vets who are waiting for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Siakam played out of his freaking mind. Siakam's going to be good. Out of his mind. He, I've I mean, seen a lot of people talk about how the Raptors are not going to be good this next year, and they will not be as good. They might be a six seed. I think somewhere in the eight to six range, range in the East. But Siakam, Siakam is really good. They're going to have a lot of cap space. My 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 uh, my whole thing is like the the thing I wanted to talk to you about was or ask you was do you think that the war like all right did the Raptors make the right move? Is a championship, and now their team is like not going to be competitive now for at least in the next couple of years. Was it worth the risk? Was it worth the trade? I mean, you got rid of Demar Derozan, who you got a championship for Demar Derozan essentially. Um, but is it worth it going all in and getting the one title, and now you don't have you're not built. They're not built for sustained success. Do you think Toronto made the so? Right? I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, because I feel like as a Lakers fan uh, and someone who grew up watching the Lakers, and they've gotten five championships in my lifetime, uh, in my sports watches, ridiculous. Uh, and it, fuck you. Yeah, for that I know, right? Uh, I think I come from a place of extreme basketball watching privilege. Um, to me, I yeah, say you're fucking basketball. To me, privilege. I say no. I'm like, hey, no, I want a champion. Like I'm upset at the current Laker construction because I feel like it's a rent a championship team. These players weren't here for a while. They didn't, you know go through struggles. We basically just purchased a championship team. They're going to wear Lakers colors. I don't feel so great about that. Um, and it's not a homegrown ex- type, type exactly. deal. But it seems like we're moving towards that as the new model. I don't I don't personally care for it. But okay, this also could be because I've watched my team win five championships. I can be picky. I've had that, that experience. You know, uh, living in Michigan, 
the Pistons got their championship in 2004, and that'll probably be the only championship a lot of my friends will see in their lifetime for their team. Uh, And I'm sure they're probably pretty okay with getting that championship, but I think they would have preferred a longer sustained success. So... Where everybody wants to be the Spurs. Yes. You know. Yes, but no one wants to be the L.A. Clippers. There's when they, well, now they do. But, like, the Lob City Clippers, who were good for, like, six to eight years, but never got over the hump. I don't think. Now, I want to just throw in a little caveat Mm -hmm. uh, for your Lakers that you purchased a championship team. LeBron's probably just trying to get at least one more ring, maybe two more before he, like. Yes. He kind of, like, fades back and waits for his son to enter the league and then play with him and then go from there and then retire probably two years after mm-hmm. that. I think that's LeBron's plan has been the whole time to play with his son in the NBA. No one's ever done mm-hmm. that. And he wants to be the guy to do it, and they'll make him immortal. More immortal than he already is. I think that's his ultimate plan. I don't see what... It's a, it would be the most LeBron thing to do. I think it depends on if his son's um, good and if LeBron's still good at age 40. Uh, I think there's a really good chance that LeBron's declining. Um, I'm, I'm not super thrilled about the Anthony Davis trade because of how much they gave up for him. And... True, but Davis is inf- is so much younger than LeBron. James. He is. Davis is younger than me, he, and that's which, which means that LeBron, maybe they he doesn't renew his contract, whatever the case may be. But Davis will still only be about twenty nine when that when LeBron's contract. I just out. wish they had made so, some other moves for younger talent to go with Davis. If they had signed D'Angelo Russell, I would have been so ecstatic because he was a Laker draft pick. I did cheer for him for a while, uh, even. You know, even despite his swaggy P offenses. That's true. We cannot forget that. We cannot forget. Well, I can forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I mean, I think... He's he's definitely redeemed himself in the sense of, like, his NBA play. And, like, I think he's changed and learned a lot from that experience. And, you know, swaggy P has definitely recovered. Heard he's now running a motivational sweat lodge out in the desert of Arizona. So, you know, he may or may not be. That's good. We don't know. No. Can't prove one way or the other. It's a disclaimer, disclaimer. You cannot prove that that is not true, and you cannot prove that yep. it is true. So, so it is just is. So, yeah. how how did you feel about the the Davis trade? Did you feel it was inevitable? Did you want to see him go somewhere else? Um, I think it's really good for the league. I think it started with the Zion sweepstakes, which is not even on our. We never we don't even have the draft on our rundown. Just it's just such a bad. Uh, I don't know. I paid zero attention to the draft this year, like leading up to it. Like last Zion's already hurt. Of course, last year I could have told you um, sixty plus prospects. Um, this year I know Bruto Fernandez, the Hawks' like twenty seventh pick, because I did research on him last year because I was doing deep dives in the second round because of how good the draft was last year. This year is just eh, didn't care. It's true. I mean. It, the dra- it's a weak draft, honestly. And if Zion, doesn't, if Zion gets hurt and doesn't play the season, nothing ever really matters. No. Um, as far as... But they have to hype these people up because they have, there's nothing else to do. Of course, it sells tickets, it sells hope. And I, I do hope for the best for Zion and a lot of the other guys. I hope he can stay healthy. It doesn't seem like he's built to last. I think this is something we talked about earlier this year. Yeah, I know you've, you've been out on him season. since the start. Um, I... I don't think he's got as high of a ceiling as a lot of people want to make him out to be. I would definitely still choose Luka Doncic over him if we're going to put them both side by side. So, we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely will see. Um, As far as the Davis trade and the New Orleans getting them one pick, which just was... It's just so perfect because it it gave... David Griffin, the luckiest man alive, the ability to just, I don't know. I think that Davis would have been better off. I would have loved to see him in Boston, truthfully, uh, over L.A. Uh, But seeing LeBron and Anthony Davis together in basketball, like, to break up the the breaking up of the talent, Davis was wasting away. Mm -hmm. And I think there should be, like, a new NBA rule that no superstar could be by themselves. Oh, I, I, I really... We've combined the talents in such a way that if everything breaks right, you know, you would have that... This is going to be a very fun team well, You to would watch. have that Toronto-type run for 14 different teams. 
Like, of course, you've got the Lakers, yeah. the Clippers, um, Houston, and still has to be considered your title favorites. Uh, Milwaukee. Someone gets hurt. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing is LeBron and AD both have health issues. Paul George and Kawhi have health issues. Um, Westbrook and Harden. The league's could, could be yeah. The league's wide open. Embiid has health issues. Giannis is doing everything without any second superstar. I love Chris Middleton, but he's he's an all star. He's definitely not on that. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyrie and Durant are Durant's, Durant's, not even Durant's out this year. Uh, Clay <coughs> Thompson is out Sorry. half of this year. Or maybe more. We'll see how he recovers. You know, it, there's a possibility we could be looking at Portland as the next NBA championship. The, and the, when is the last time the league has been this open? Uh, I can't remember it. Never. I can't remember it either. I think LeBron... See, the biggest thing about this, like what's happening now, is what the, the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest thing that I feel about what's happening now. Finally, mm-hmm. is this is what I wanted to happen in two thousand ten. I thought all these superstars are like whatever. Let's pair off them all. Let's pair them all mm-hmm. off, like Wade and Bosh in Miami, LeBron and ideally I wanted LeBron and Stoudemire in New York. You know, just everyone goes to a different place, and. Two superstars. That's yeah. it. Don't need to load all three. When they put the big three, it just kind of like while it was like cool for the league for like a second, it just was a. It became there was no parity. Yeah. You, you there was no, the league, like and it led to another super team. We saw look they won championships. They were supposed to win championships. There was no surprise. It was very boring. And I truthfully, like I until LeBron went back to Cleveland, in 2016. I'm not. I'm not lying. It was the only year that I in the last. When they lost in 2011 to Dallas, and when LeBron, when when the Heat, my three favorite years in the last ten, when LeBron lost his first year to Dallas and Dirk got his ring, in 2014 when Kawhi and the Spurs beat them in five, I even I do I did purchase a Spurs championship shirt uh, after they beat them. I mean they should have beaten the year before as well. And then in 2016 when LeBron won with Cleveland, I was very happy. And then I haven't been happy since. I wasn't even happy when the Warriors won in 2015. I was rooting for LeBron then too. Um, just just anti-super Otherwise, team. it's been quite. I'm anti-super team. It makes no sense. It makes it doesn't it doesn't help the league. It doesn't help fans. It doesn't help anything. You're just it, it just it was never like, it was never good. I feel like a little bit of this might be the bitterness that your team has never been able to construct a super team. It doesn't matter if New York had constructed a super team. I'd still think I would rather parody. I want to see the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Like honestly, I was really pulling for Milwaukee to win the title this year because. That would have made basketball instantly relevant in yes. Wisconsin. The reason the Bucks have no credit in Wisconsin is because they don't have no fucking rings. And that's how whoa, the, whoa, why whoa, the Packers whoa, whoa. are great. The, how dare you? Yeah, 1971. I know. I'll put respect on their name. 1971, Nathan. But the, the issue... Like, look, my girlfriend's from Wisconsin. I've literally lived, breathed, and eat everything Wisconsin. Ask anyone that knows me. They love their Packers. They love their Badgers. Hell, they even love their fucking Brewers. Mm-hmm. Even though they're starting to love them a little bit more since they've been hey, like winning. All of but, the Midwest loves Brewers. You know, of beer course. joke. Ha, 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 gotcha. Ha. Yes, beer joke. But my point is, Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, my girlfriend's hometown. It's called Title Town. That's its nickname. You know, they won a lot of championships. They love their Packers. So die with their Packers. The ramifications of the, the Bucks winning a championship, what it would have done for this. I was ready for a whole pod about what this means for the state of Wisconsin. Like, the, the Bucks winning and, like, basketball becoming relevant. Kids starting to play it more. Wisconsin, like, Wisconsin still loves basketball because of the Badgers. Bo Ryan, bless his heart, he's amazing. Uh, former coach of the University of Wisconsin. Um, but you would have had kids in Green Bay Wearing like Giannis jerseys, it just I think rem- they're getting there. I think they're, getting. they're getting there. They're getting there, but it's not what it would have been if they had won a title. And when they do win a title, hopefully, it will be. In the, I'm hoping it will be next season. So um, then, just to keep us on our rundown, you don't find the Clippers to be a super team, even though they pulled off the trade for Paul George, or Jen Hart. Yeah, sorry, I my little rant. Let's go back to the yeah. rundown now. But yes, um, I think that they're good. They have. 
they have a better coach than the Lakers. Are they title favorites? Who, who, who? Wait, who's the coach of Lakers right now? Don't, don't, don't. They don't me, have one. Uh, do it's that. Frank Vogel. Don't, don't make me bring. The way they, they hired Frank. That I kept, that completely slipped under my radar. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's because he's Frank Vogel. It's it's Frank. Wow, I did, I don't even think ESPN reported that. Did they? they did. This is what LeBron decided on. Frank Vogel, not Ty Lue. The Lake. So uh, the Lakers tried to hire Ty Lue to a three-year deal to match up with LeBron, and Ty Lue laughed them off and said, "Give me five. and they said no. So now the Lakers have. Uh, Frank Vogel as their head coach. Oh, and Lou wouldn't. Lou wanted to pick his assistant coaches as any head coach would. Uh, the Lakers said, "No, we're hiring Jason Kidd to be your uh, to be your lead assistant." So, yeah, I think Kidd would be a better head coach for the Lakers than Frank Vogel. But uh, wow, yeah, wow. All right. Well, that's actually that actually counts against the Lakers pretty hard. I don't know how him and, him and LeBron are going to buy. I mean, he was a really good coach in um, Indiana, um, so I'm hopeful, he was, but not hopeful. Anyway, Kawhi, Paul George, Clippers team, better coach and Doc Rivers, deeper bench, better front office, deeper bench. They, um, I would just say, you know, it's a matter of health. They play great defense. Uh, they're probably one of the most athletic teams in the league now. I think it remains to be seen. They'll, look, I'll tell you this. I will, like, I might be buying League Pass this year. Dude, if you don't buy League Pass, I'm buying you League Pass. It could be my birthday gifts in a couple of weeks. Isn't your birthday in like a couple of days? No, it's 29th. 27. 27? 27. You're 27 too? Yeah. How did I forget you were 27? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, both of us are oh, 27. My beautiful. girlfriend's 27 We're 91 too. days apart. She, yeah. Really? She's what? Uh, she's the September 27th. Right, right. September 27th. It's right. It's right. We're all 27th. Yeah. yeah. 27 club. Boom. Um, so I think I'm right there with you. I, I really like the Clippers. I don't find them... Uh, it, I don't find them extreme favorites, but I do think they are the favorite. Like Them versus the field is the field, no question. But I think there's probably like a, a 30% chance they win. Warriors, I would say yeah. it was 50 50. And I'd be okay. And I'd be okay with that. Like, I don't. I just, yeah. You know what they, I mean? Like, I'm not upset. I'm not sweating over anything. This is cool. <laughs> they're good. But they're like not. Like, you know, there's no great team now. Now we can, we can be skeptical about things. And this is nice. It's really a weird pivot to make after these last 10 years <laughs> of, of basketball. Okay. Well, then I- you know what then I mean? I'm going to throw another pivot at you here, Eric, because I, I put this down as the best teams in the West, but or the best team in the California, but let's just break it out to the best team in the West. I want to hear your top eight right now, unprepared. Um, you've got Clippers, you've got the Lakers, you've got Houston, uh, Utah traded for Mike Conley, Denver was able to bring back everybody and get Torrey Craig. Um Oklahoma's blown up, so they're probably out. Who are you taking as your top eight right now? By the way, before I give you my top eight, I just want to say Minnesota still managed to do nothing. Incredible. Um, Carl Anthony Towns got. I have a theory about that, and it's that Carl Anthony Towns is going to demand a trade to Golden State. Wow, that would really... What, are they going to train him for Draymond Green? Draymond Green and a bunch of draft picks. Wow. They're going to be worthless. Um, I think Towns, maybe maybe put Towns with Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? What about sending him to Milwaukee? I, see, I, I know he's got two great friends in the league. It's Devin Booker and it's D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell almost signed with Minneapolis this offseason. Uh, they had a deal in place to clear cap space, and at the last minute, he, he curveballed and went to Golden State, which just makes me think they they got something plotting. Or, or are you talking about for the next move for post Curry, Thompson, all those people? I think you maybe have to move off Thompson, but you go with a Curry Russell, uh, cat lineup. 
It's not bad. No, for aging Curry, that's that's a pretty nice lineup. Because um, I was going to say, you could also, like, Phoenix could easily send Aiton to Minnesota for Towns and some picks. Yeah, but at that point, just sell the team. I mean, either way, just sell <laughs> Well, Robert Sarver should sell the team. Um, but, anyway, let me give you my top eight. It's just, like, amazing that Carl Anthony Towns is still, like, he's the one superstar that's still, like, stuck in his situation and just, like, he needs to just get the fuck out of there. But, anyway, my top eight. Should I go from... I'll go from top to yeah. bottom. It's easier. Um, so, number one is definitely going to be... Actually... I'm gonna go with Denver. Okay. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be really they're gonna be they're solid. They got their whole team back there. They don't need to worry about chemistry or anything like that. They've been staying relatively healthy. They got a lot of experience. They damn near they that series went to seven with the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna go with So we got Denver, Clippers, uh Warriors, um Rockets. Lakers, that's five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Utah at six. Um, Spurs at seven. Solid. And then Dallas at eight. I think there's a good chance Dallas gets there. Kristaps is healthy. I mean, there's another two team do du- or a two man duo. You got. But Doncic yeah. and uh, Porzingis. There's a lot of talent around the league. I mean, really, each each of those teams, the Warriors, you got Steph, Clay, Draymond, Golden or Nuggets, you got Jokic, Murray, Harris, this and Millsap. You know, one superstar with Millsap's still killing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> one superstar with it's amazing. With these other stars, um, Portland. I expect Portland to be. You know, in the forty-seven to fifty-three win range again. Did I put Portland? I don't on that think list? I did. I forgot. Maybe I'll replace Portland with like uh, Dallas. Put I think this is. I don't know. All those. I think they're all going to be within like four wins of each other. I think this is finally the year that Portland makes a move, and I see them getting Kevin Love without giving up McCollum or Lillard. How it happens, I'm still not entirely sure. But I think, I think they're making a big move. If they grab Love with McCollum and Lillard, and then they're able to, like, let's say somebody gets hurt, Love might be that last piece they need to get to the. Finals. Absolutely, and I would love to see a Portland win a championship. Seventy nine is the last time they won with Bill Walton, and then he was never the same after mm-hmm. that. Or it was seventy seven. Seventy seven. Sorry, yeah, seventy seven. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd go Clippers one. And Denver two, um, Portland just because of regular season, maybe three with Houston four, maybe flip flop those two, uh, Jazz and Lakers five six some order, or then uh, I honestly if you told me the Spurs won the championship this year with DeRozan and Aldridge being coached by Pop, it's not inconceivable. That's not too crazy. Yeah, everything's possible, basically. I, it's really true. I mean, Denver drafted Bull Bull, though, so. Oh, man. You know? And then don't forget, Isaiah Thomas went to the Wizards, but we'll see. That uh, Isaiah Thomas-Brad Beal lineup is uh, really something to fight over. Just uh, two could be vicious together. Agreed. Well, it's... Um, oh, and, and you know what? I even forgot. The, the Warriors got D'Angelo Russell. Yes, they did. I'm wondering to see how Steve Kerr is going to fit him in there. I think you probably play him as shooting guard. Just let him be a sniper, which he had some really hot shooting games. It was in the past few years, so. I've seen him play. I've seen him play, and he's very good. And you, I think after when we had the podcast after I went to that Nets game with Jasmine, we, uh, we I talked about how one how great Jokic was, and two how like. I was really like D'Angelo Russell was great. Yeah, there's a lot of potential um, there, and that was two years. That was two years ago. So here we are, two years later. He's an all star, and 
he's now on the Warriors, and he's highly coveted. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that's amazing how things can turn. Around. I think that brings us to the East Coast portion of the segment, or East Coast portion of the podcast segment of the podcast. Who knows? Words Ooh, are difficult. Wizards for life. Wizards for life. Yes, the Thomas Bryant, uh, Daniel Bertans. Uh, actually, uh, wait. Let's just go over. Like, just let's start off this segment with the Wizards moves. Let's just talk about it. So, uh, I have the Wizards moves pulled up right here. David Davis Bertans, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, Moritz Wagner, Jamario Jones, Isaiah Bonga, and C.J. Miles were all added. They drafted Rui Hakamura and Admiral Schofield. Uh, they also, but unfortunately, they also signed Ish wait, Smith wait, 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 and John and traded for Jonathan Simmons. So I mean, that's kind of a squad there, don't you think? Yes, and they, I mean, they did re-sign Thomas Bryant. Oh man, I mean, I, this is what I'll say: they lost Howard though, and Bobby Portis, who the, my Knicks got, and Jabari Parker. They lost. Soransky gone, Simmons waved. This might be the most in-depth I think any podcast I've heard go on the Wizards just by us listing who they've signed. But I'm not entirely opposed. Ish is a good, solid point guard. Heard he can move the ball, he can hit some mid-range shots. Pair him next to Bradley Beal in the backcourt. That's a solid hit combo. Uh, CJ Miles can hit the three. You got a little bit of slash and kick game. And you got Thomas Bryant and Bertans as your forward center combo. I'm just saying, you're gonna be raining some threes between those two. This could be uh They're gonna hit a lot of threes. They are gonna chuck shots up. Here's one thing I could promise you. I will not be watching any Wizards games. The Wizards have become the new The new magic. What if Brad Beal goes on a James Harden like tear and just says, "All right, I've got." If Brad Beal be Brad Beal would have to become James. Well, Harden he's got he's got shooters all around him. There's a possibility. He just doesn't have the. He just doesn't have. I don't just don't think Beal has the. He's never shown or never been in a position to show, in at least when he's been with Washington, that leadership type deal like Harden averaging eleven assists a game while averaging 30 points a game. I don't know if Beal has it within him to do that. If if John Wall could shoot, which he still has not learned how to do nine years into the league, he would be the one person I would say that could do that because he's naturally a passer. But I don't think Beal has never struck me as that facilitator that Harden somehow evolved into. His assists have been getting better. He's up to five and a half a game. It was four and a half the year before and three and a half the year before that. So steady improvement. There's, you know, with Wall actually out this entire year, there's a good chance that Beal could do something. Or they could run the offense through Beal in a way he's never had to do before. I don't know. I mean, the Wizards are still terrible. But anyway, let's go. Let's focus on the headliner is that we have a new well future best not future really good team in Atlanta and that yes Atlanta don't forget the Pacers too I mean Um, the Hawks got Chandler Parsons so and Jabari Parker hey hey remember he was recruiting DeAndre Jordan with Mark yep but we with Mark I Cuban. mean, we should, we should probably touch on DeAndre Jordan. He he was signed as part of the next big three in New York. I mean, it's not really a big three, but yeah. Uh, the already out for the season, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Mr. Flat Earth, and uh, DeAndre, I'm probably too old to be in the league, Jordan. Hey, Wilson Chandler, my boy from DePaul, represent Blue Demons. D-E-M-O-S D-E-M-O-N-S Willis uh, and uh, Torian Prince also and you just signed Henry Ellison then the other day are you officially a Nets fan now? have you given up on the Knicks? Uh, Jasmine has been and um, I really I told her she had a little bit of a smug look on her face I was like saying when I told her fuck you for having 
your team be like they look like a good team like they have a good front office and they like a lot of people are saying that they are going to take the city especially when Durant plays uh, in 2020 that's going to be they're going to take over how good do you expect the Nets to be this year they're going to be okay they'll be watchable for sure if Irving stays healthy uh, I hope they control his like usage rate, knowing that they're not going for a championship this year, and that they just kind of like let Irving get acclimated to the coaching style. Let like they should really focus on developing all the other players, like Dinwiddie, Lavert, Karis Lavert, uh, Joe Harris, like even Jared Allen. Like let these guys kind of like thrive. I think that Irving should take a back seat and they kind of like figure out how to make those guys better. That way, when Durant comes in, like. It'll be a smooth like Irving will it'll just be better. I think that's the, like the way the net the Nets should pivot this year. But the, I'll tell you, Nets season tickets skyrocketed. Oh my goodness! Happened. And Brook the Barclays Center is now the hottest ticket in town, and I, I I am I'm so excited. Like this is the Nets tickets were used so easy to get the last five years. Mm. It's like a joke. And I think that the Knicks tickets finally might be depressed because of how big of a move this is for Brooklyn. And I'm shocked. And I know Jay-Z probably had something to do with this, but Prokhorov must be laughing right now. Like, they're, like people were shitting on them for, like, getting... Like, they, they did get housed in that uh, uh, Celtics trade for washed-up players. But at the end of the day... Boston never won a title. Boston never went to the finals after that trip. No. And Boston wasted all of its assets. Yep. Danny Ainge had all this stuff and literally pissed it away. I'll touch. He built a ridiculous team, and what did they do? Nothing. And now Irving lost. He traded for Irving. Gone. Mm-hmm. Even though that eighth pick became Colin Sexton, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, like, just the whole, every, oh, Boston, everybody for, like, for four years, we were calling Danny Age the smartest guy in the room. Ruthless trader. He'll make any move to make them better. Look at how much he's improved the team. We, we said a lot it's about a big, it's, it's a farce. Yeah. It's a farce. What has happened? They literally had the best... Like, Irving, Hayward, and it was a disaster. Because you just don't do that. You can't just accumulate talent and expect it to work. Can I tell you my big, big crazy hunch? What's your, what's your big crazy hunch? I think the Thunder are going to go all in for Ben Simmons th- this season. I don't think you can accumulate eight future draft picks, four pick swaps, and one stay bad. You want to get good because those pick swaps are only going to be worthwhile if you're good. Two, like it, it's just too much assets. Future assets are always better when they're future assets. Very rarely do they translate and become something really great so you think and what in your right mind hell what in your left mind thinks that they're gonna that Philadelphia who just signed Simmons to a supermax deal is going to trade him to Oklahoma City because they can't keep him he's gonna be unhappy Eventually, he does not want it to be Embiid's team. They can't play him and Embiid together. So unless Embiid breaks down, you can't keep him. He's so maybe they trade Embiid. Embiid's way more popular. Oh yeah, you can't teams. you can't trade Embiid in that city. It's it's just murder to do that. No, fair. That's they're a fair also point. not this season. Uh, this season they're only fourteen million over the cap. Next season, they are thirty million over the cap. Losing a bunch of free agents this year, so or next year, where they've been losing their free agents, so it's you're just you're just cap strung. You trade four first round picks and Shea Gilgis Alexander, so that they get a a big big point guard to replace him, someone who shoots thirty six percent from three, yeah, uh, to to space the floor. You've got draft assets moving forward. You've got a replacement point guard who has all-star level potential you get the best of both worlds and Simmons gets a chance to be the new Westbrook yeah. right here I just pulled up who all Boston got in those picks uh, they got James Young 
Jalen Brown, Marco Foltz, uh, and they traded the pick that became Colin Self, Sexton. <laughs> and they got, I mean, the best, I think the best score that the Celtics got out of all their moves that they made were, was, I think Jason Tatum was the best thing that they've gotten out of all that. Even though Tatum, Tatum took a step back this year, but I would have too with all the... Yeah. All the mess that was going on in Boston. Just, But it just proved, like, Stevens is good at managing, and I think that's why I think Boston repivoted and signed Kimball, uh, Kimball Walker. Um, and, like, you know, I think Walker with Hayward, I think it's just easier. Like, there's, I think that was the first season that... Um, Brad Stevens had to actually manage NBA players mm-hmm. and coach them. Uh, for the for the for the other teams he's been coaching, you know, I mean, obviously he came from, you know, Butler, but like this first couple of years, like him making those teams work and like play well together, because he wasn't managing any real egos of real superstars, and he finally had to, and it just didn't work out. I think it's just not, you know, Stevens needs the right players under him. I think Kimber Walker's like a humble, very much still, like, he's not, like, great. I think that he can get more out of Walker and Hayward. I think they'll just be more comfortable, um, be less egos in the room, and it could become, like, Tatum's team if he wants it to become Tatum's I team. I think they need to trade Hayward. Where do you see him landing? New York? I, I don't know who's going to give up that much for him. Um, honestly, maybe... Is he overrated? Well, I don't know if he'll ever be healthy again. But in my scenario, maybe you move him for uh, for Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams has two more years left on his deal. It's a pretty big contract, but it plugs your hole at center. Uh, unless you really, they really, they really do have a hole at center. I mean, they signed Ennis Cantor. Their their big plan is to start Ennis Cantor. So that's that's gonna be a rough uh, rough sell. I don't know. How do you see the East breaking down? I think Bucks number one is a pretty, or Bucks and Sixers one two are are fairly easy, he picks. But then it gets uh, it gets a little messy after there because Boston stepped back. Indiana um, apparently Indiana may still be without Oladipo till midway through the season. Jeez, Louise, oh, Brooklyn, man, that's Brooklyn's missing in Durant, and so. East is going to be a little bit of a mess due to Durant like being out. Durant's technically in the East, which is I still got to I still got to process that. To be honest with you, that's crazy. I, um, I feel like the East is much worse this year. Last year I felt like there were four good teams. This year I feel like there's two good teams, maybe three with Indiana. No, there's only two good teams: Philadelphia and and, and uh, Milwaukee. Kawhi going out west. Did like puts Toronto? There'll be like a seven eight seed. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see a lot. Of, we may have we may have half the teams in the East with five hundred or below records. Yeah. Like we're talking about the, the the like the first four seeds would be barely like only Milwaukee and Philadelphia will be. Even Philadelphia might struggle to be substantially over five hundred. I only see Milwaukee succeeding at maybe getting close to sixty wins. I would see I see Philadelphia hovering around forty eight. Um, you know, obviously it also always depends on where health breaks, but like, the East is like, while the NBA is back, I'm really excited. Like, we have a lot of like, parody coming Mm -hmm. forward, but like, the East has always just been like the, I hate to use this term, but the redheaded stepchild of the West, (laughs) the last 20 years. I think Um, since we're both dating redheads, we can use that expression. Better. Yeah, we can. Yes. But, yeah, the East is in bad shape. Yeah. At least until Durant comes back. I mean, I can make a legitimate um, case for nine teams on the West Coast having a, a a dark horse chance, things break right in a Toronto-esque fashion um, to win the championship. And I can make a case for really 12, 13 teams in the West being playoff teams. Um, if things break right for them. And in the East, I think I could only really see two teams being championship. 
Uh, Pacers or Celtics, if things break right, can make the finals, but I wouldn't pick them over over nine teams in the West, depending on how things shake out. The champion should be if it's not if the champion the only champion in the East will be Milwaukee. See, I think Philly, a fully health healthy Philly, if they can make two moves to get shooters, they need two more shooters on their team. They they don't even have to be great thirty five plus, um, just to space the floor because a Ben Simmons, Josh Roberts, um, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Beadline is massive, and that's gonna be so hard to score against defensively. But I don't know how they put the ball in the bucket because you're just gonna crowd the paint. True, and Redick is gone. Yeah, yeah, he went to. Uh, he went to go play with Zion yeah. and Lonzo Ball, who's gonna have a renaissance if he can stay healthy. That boy is gonna play. Oh man, him and him and him and Zion match made in heaven. It'll be fun. I still believe in Lonzo. I think Lonzo is gonna take a D'Angelo Russell style route. He's another point guard that was highly touted, and then like went to the Lakers and was not the right fit. It was too much. Then he'll go to another better situation, and he'll he'll show, show you what he's made of. And I think Lonzo and Zion are going to have a lot of fun together. I still think Lonzo Ball is a fantastic ball player. And you haven't... He's way too early in his career to count him out. And look where look where Russell is, just to prove it. Oh, yeah. You know? So you just need to find the right situation. And, um... So, and, you know, they've all but yeah. got... Uh, the Nick, Alexander Walker, Jackson Hayes... Um, They've got some other uh, fun rookies who will get up and down the floor, or and you can throw some lobs too. So, it'll be a uh, be good, good fun team to watch. Definitely a league pass, darling. Yes, for sure. Um, it's really really sad that the East is going to be just hot garbage. Yeah. Like it's gonna be G League versus the NBA. I mean, how how I just don't know how it's possible that only like why did Butler go to Miami, man? He could have gone to join Oladipo. He could have gone to join, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, he he could have been a second star somewhere. I think he wanted to be the number one guy. Um, it's fool's gold. And maybe there's a chance that Miami still pulls off a uh, a Chris Paul trade. I actually still wouldn't make them a championship contender. Not even close. No, but Paul's Paul's not washed up, but he's not. He's definitely like floating towards the shore. And, and I think you would get Chris Paul for almost nothing. Um, James Johnson, Kelly Olynyk, and Myers Leonard. Where do the salaries match up? Leonard has to wait till after September fifth to be able to be traded again. But in my uh, in my crazy Ben Simmons to the Thunder scenario, oh, uh, Leonard and Olenek are shooters that you put out on the perimeter as big men in around him. So it's not the most crazy idea to get Chris Paul for, for next to nothing. And in, in that case, I think Miami would be wise to at least consider it. I was really hoping Westbrook was going to go to Miami. Yeah, I was too. That would have been... Because that would have been that would have helped the East a lot. Yeah, it would. I've been like, you know what, Westbrook and Butler in Miami. If people get hurt or whatever, I would take. It would be really interesting to see Westbrook and Butler in a seven-game series versus Milwaukee. I would watch that, and that would be a lot of fun. It would be. I think that Westbrook and Butler together, it might have been a weird but perfect fit. Like those two dudes, like their attitudes and like the way they play, like. I, I, I wouldn't have not sl- I would have not slept on Miami that have been another point to talk about and ugh, Westbrook in Miami with Butler just would have made more sense good for him to be in Houston I don't think it's going to work to be honest with you um, running it back with I him and Harden is just it, it's some people's dreams to, to get that Oklahoma group back together but it, it's just not going to go well Nope. Only one ball. I've, and really, the, the best way to utilize those two is to have a ball in Westbrook's hand 
and have Harden off ball because he's a better shooter. And that that might be a way to extend Harden's career longer, give him some more minutes. But I never want to have my best player off ball to my second best player. It just, yep. You know, and that's a big problem why it's hard to win with a with an elite big man right now is because you have to have someone else have the ball most of the time. So, I don't I don't see taking it out sure. of Hartman's hands as an advantage. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm just gonna keep being upset that Westbrook didn't go to Miami because that would have been a better move for the league and a better move for his career and. He might have shot a shot to get to the finals. It would have been much easier if he would have left the West. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, they're going to try to prove us wrong. I know Westbrook's going to work every day to try to prove us wrong in this, but I just think that you know him and Jimmy Butler would have been another team that people mm-hmm. would have been following and watching, trying to see how they work together. It would have been a much more interesting story. Like I, I feel like I've seen this Westbrook Harden in the Rockets movie before. You yeah. know what I mean? And Chris Paul, wherever he lands, like, he no longer carries the uh, interest that he did a few years back. He had his shot. He got hurt, unfortunately, the year that the Rockets probably would have won the NBA championship yeah. in 2017. They would have won the NBA championship, there's no doubt. Um, I've heard a lot of speculation that maybe he's just going to take a buyout, try to go to the Lakers. Um, which is what he should do, honestly. I don't know if I want him. Why don't... I know, but I, as far as, like, for him, I like at this point, he needs to just be in a situation where he can help. I think either Lakers, I think the Spurs, he could be potentially helpful, a situa- like, helpful there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to a team that could use him. Hell, fucking, I mean... You're going you're gonna to say no, but I mean... I don't just think him in Miami, him and Butler and Paul is not going to work. They don't have enough other pieces around him. He's going to go to a place where it's just him. They're All they're missing is him to maybe get over the top. Hell, I'd like to see him in Minnesota. Yeah. Him with Towns and he can maybe make Andrew Wiggins good. The only thing is, I don't think you can piss off Towns if you're Minnesota. And I think Chris Paul will eventually piss off Towns. Hey, if they're winning basketball, winning I don't think, at least things temporarily. I don't know if that makes Towns happy. He did not like Butler yelling at him, by all accounts. And I, I, I don't True. think Chris Paul's going to yell at him any less. And Butler at least backed it up on the court. I think you still move Chris Paul onto Miami. You just take back whatever, whatever minimum you can take and call it a but day. What's a better spot for him, though? They, like, there's got to be a, like, I think the Lakers would be a not a bad sp- spot. Um, I just would rather see him in a place where he's motivated to play. I tell you what, you convince him, uh, or you fl- you get Chris Paul to Miami. You convince Wade to come out of retirement for one more year, and then you sign Carmelo, and Pat Riley just stands at every courts every game courtside. Give him LeBron the double well, you finger. Get the half banana boat. Yeah, just oh, wow. hey, hey LeBron, I got all your friends here, baby. You know we're bringing Bosh back. I don't care that he's got this heart thing. You know we're gonna clear him to play. Oh man. Yo, know, let's let's make a move. Let's bring in Kevin Love. What what do you want to say now, LeBron? All your boys. That would be a Pat Riley just, move for sure. Just, you know, let's let's screw with LeBron. Well, we'll see if that happens. Um, all I can say is I'll return to the fact that I am, as we wrap things up here, I am very, because I don't even want to touch on the Knicks. The Knicks are, we're, there's nothing to talk about, to be honest with you. We, I will, I'll t- the next time I talk about the Knicks will be our, our season preview. Yeah. Um, Unless we, and I'm so happy we didn't trade for Westbrook. I'm so happy we didn't, like, do all these things. Like, I'm happy we didn't make any moves. It's cool. I mean, you, you know, um, just just give Julius yeah. Randle that money. Uh, Marcus Morris, that 15 mil a year deal. You know what's crazy, Nathan? The East is so bad, we might make the playoffs. That's true. 
The East is so bad that the Knicks actually might make the playoffs. I'm I mean, Julius Randle will probably like, be an all-star this year just because he'll get his 20 and 10. Fitzdale's not a bad coach. I think I think I do think uh, RJ Barrett's probably going to be rookie of the year. Knox maybe take a step forward. We have like we have I feel like we're the Nets. We were we are what the Nets were last year. I think you're still a little ways away. Sans D'Angelo Russell. You're still Sans D'Angelo Russell. I mean Alonzo Trier is basically Russell, right? Fine, fine, fine. We're basically so fine. We're 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 the we're the Clippers. Uh, that's oh no. Still a stretch. The Clippers are better than than the Nets were last year. True. We also don't have Doc Rivers as our coach. You're like, you're almost to where Atlanta is. Atlanta's building around a solid young core. You're getting there. Actually, I think the Knicks had a decent offseason. They lined up everyone on two-year deals. Most of the way in the major 2021 free agency. Which I'm just going to say, everyone keeps poo-pooing next year's free agency. Anthony Davis will still be a free agent next summer. He did not take a full contract. Like, there will still be guys to be gotten. There are always those guys. I think the Knicks... I mean, I guess... You heard it here first. I think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs next year. For the East. It's just going to be like, I can't... If I could name eight teams... I need to name eight teams in the East that are better than them. Or that I think they're going to finish with more wins than them. And I can't do that. All right. We got Philly. Milwaukee. One. Actually, flip those two. Two. Milwaukee first, Philly two. Uh, Boston two. will still get close to 50 wins. Three. Indiana will still get close to 50 wins. Um, Even without Oladipo? Yeah. I, I think Malcolm Brogdon coming in will be nice. Um, losing Bojan really hurts. So, um, actually, so, f- so f- you know, four. I'll knock him down to 45. I think P- Pacers actually got a little bit worse this offseason. Uh, losing Bojan, losing Mile, or losing um, Thaddeus Young, and uh, Darren Collison will all hurt. Yes, Brogdon, T.J. Warren are helpful, but I, I think it's there's still gonna be a positive team. Uh, so those four, um, Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving, I still think is a is a, a over five hundred team. Five. Miami okay. with Butler. Okay, six. I mean, they were they were almost five hundred without them. They'll, they'll probably get five hundred with them. Um, I I'm, I think Toronto will still make the playoffs. They could still be really good, not really good, but still good enough. I just I still think the Knicks can beat those last three teams you named on any given night. With that, uh, I take it I'm not gonna be able to talk into either the Pistons or the Magic. I still, I think the Knicks can compete with them now, though. But I don't think it's no longer uh, like a. I don't think they're. I don't think that those two teams are legitimately better than the Knicks. But Detroit has the other Morris, Tim Frazier, Tony Snell, and Derrick Rose. Oh my! Derrick Rose. Wow. You know what? That sounds like. Uh, it sounds like a promo for like. Maury show or something like that. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Something like ridiculous. Like someone, like a, a rerun of like 2011 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, if I told you. How many years back would I have had to tell you that Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose were going to be on the same team? With Andre Drummond. And, well, if I told you, say, that those two would be on the same team in 20, 2010. And that they would not be a playoff team at age 30 for both players? How shocked would you have been? It would have been a little scary. And like, that's a scary truth. Like, I, I think they will. But I think that's crazy to say that there's, you know, there's a good chance that... Or I guess Blake wasn't in the league at 20... Eh, his rookie year was 2010-2011. So yeah, 2010-2011... That season, yeah, that that's Rose's MVP year, Blake's Rookie of the Year, or year. If I said, hey, these two guys at thirty and twenty nine are going to team up, and that team is going to be a borderline playoff team in the East, 
probably not one of the top 20 teams in the league. How shocking would that have been? Been, I mean, holy crud. I mean, it would have been terrible. Yeah, I would have have laughed at you and be like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know? I mean, if I said Um, right now, Luka Doncic and Giannis are going to be teammates in six years and they're going to struggle to make the playoffs, how unfathomable is that? It's true. You're right. Um, before we wrap it up completely, I just really want to touch on the Hawks and uh, Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Wait, he went to the Hornets. Why? Why? Yes, why? Charlotte. Charlotte has become the like. Charlotte has become a perpetual joke. Michael Jordan has got to be one. Michael Jordan is the worst owner in the league. I really thought they were going to trade for Westbrook there. He's not the worst owner in the league. He they, that would have been an interesting move. All right, maybe Jordan's not the worst owner in the league. By the way, I forgot. To, oh my God! Speaking of Charlotte and all these things, I was at work on this was last week, mm-hmm. or no, two weeks ago. This was two weeks ago when I was last at uh, my uh, Mr. Bing's Forty Sixth Street location. Guess who walks by me while I'm outside handing out samples? Raymond Felton. Fat boy Felton. Fat Boy Felton walked right by me. I was like, yo, Raymond Felton, you're the man, yo. I do have a song where I say he's the best point guard in the league. Came out, it was like 2011. This is the Stat and Mellow remix? I should have I should have pulled him aside. Oh, like, yo, gosh. I have a song about you. I should have told him. He walked right by. He was in like flip-flops with his by. He definitely came from like some training or something like that. Felton's still in the league, right? Yeah, he's still on Oklahoma's roster. Wow, Felton was chilling in New York City. This was on 46th Street and 5th Avenue as we walked in. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. I can't call Jordan the worst owner league because Robert Sarver still exists. But, if... But Robert Sarver's roster with Booker and Aiton and all those people have... is way better than what the Hornets have been able to compile. Jordan hasn't drafted anyone that's good. Except, I guess, Kimball Walker. But I mean, he might... this this is a joke. He might just be the heir to the, uh, gosh, to the cheap throne. Why can't I think of the Clippers owner's name? Not the current guy. Oh, oh, Don Sterling. Yeah, he he always kept the team near the li- minimum. Didn't want to ever sign guy, re-sign guys to bigger contracts. Maybe Jordan's just the, uh, not the racist part of Jordan. Don Sterling. Well, I don't want to say that because of the racism, but. He's a, he's the cheapness because like the the Hornets he brought about the Charlotte Hornets thank God because the Bobcats are what I love them it's a great color scheme the Bobcat no the, oh my God the Bobcats were the worst worst uniforms worst like the Bobcats are just terrible I'm sorry but it was just stupid uh, just like I still think that the Pelicans are stupid and I think that the the Jazz need to become the because the, there's nothing jazzy about their name or or anything on their uniforms remotely resembling jazz now. It's all mountains and shit. Why don't we call them the Utah Mountaineers and give the jazz back to New Orleans like where it fucking belongs and get rid of that fucking scary-ass pelican fucking mascot. That's ridiculous. Like, it is too scary. Children should not be allowed to go to New Orleans pelican basketball games because that mascot, just like the new, uh, uh, I saw it on John Oliver, the uh, new Flyers mascot. Take those two mascots, tie them around a do like some kind of Salem style witch burning because those things are terrifying and I don't know who came up with those but I'm very against them I think I think that's as good a place as any to end this (laughs) with some Perry the Pelican talk Yo, that's you can't tell me that that mascot's not terrifying. I mean, the the Clippers condor is also te- terrifying. Oh, I've never seen the Clippers mascot. I'm gonna have to look. Oh this man, out. you just go with the Lakers, and not have a mascot. Instead, just have a bunch of very attractive cheerleaders. It's a much better way to go. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, this has been another edition of the Hoops Temple podcast. Um, we will be back a little bit more often. I mean, it's still the off-season. So I don't know how much we're, we're going to be 
I guess if something happens with Paul, maybe we'll come back for a quick one or something. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, we want to do like a summer series of something, right? We were talking yeah, about, yeah. right, a deep dive into yeah. our team. So maybe we'll be back, we, we'll be back soon. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, I am Richard Blue, and he is Nathan Schwartz. Nathan Schwartz. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. So, uh, Peace out. Have a good evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. Peace out.